Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Listen, if you've got any words to go along with the uh, music theme, theme, do we call it a theme song? Do we, I mean, do we, do we dare? Do we are we bold enough to say the uh, you know the royalty free track that I uh, got offline? Do we, do we dare to say? Do we dare? I mean, I'm looking around the studio now. Not a fucking soul in here, but I not even got a light on. Not even got a light on. Recording this in a moth's nightmare. Or is it a moth's dream? Uh, very much still moth weather. If I had three wishes, uh, one would be, uh, you know, uh, endless supply of wealth, money, you know, uh, Saudi money, huh? Uh, money, uh, enough money that I could be uh, directly involved in one of the largest uh, terrorist uh, plots to ever hit humanity. Uh, and somehow no uh, repercussions uh, happen. Enough wealth that I could dismember uh, a journalist in a Turkish uh, ambassadorial home, and uh, no consequences come to me. That's the kind of money I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Bezos money, you know. I'm not talking about Elon Musk. 
yes, these boys are loaded, but they've not got the kind of money they could dismember a journalist and a, and a, a, a Turkish embassy. And nothing happened to you. Or maybe they do. Maybe they do. I mean, and second thoughts, maybe Musket's got enough money to uh, dismember somebody and, and cover it up. Maybe. No Bezos, though. You could overpower Bezos. Musket's a different story. I mean, he's AI. You know, this guy's a robot. He's probably got crazy strength. Anyway, odd start. Um, but another wish uh, would be to to remove all moths. Render them obsolete. They don't exist anymore. Now, I, I understand through watching a number of films uh, as where most of my information is based. You know, if you, if you, if you punch a butterfly in the nose, uh, somebody's granny gets cancelled. I understand how the world works, right? It's yings and yangs, levels, uh, different biospheres, uh, different realities, all tied through the one central matrix. And, uh, you know, anything that you do, uh, you know, if you, you, you do a, a heavy fart in, in this uh, lifetime, uh, somebody's born uh, missing a few toes in another lifetime. I, under, I understand the pattern. So what I'm saying is if I was to remove moths from existence, would that affect life negatively? I would argue no. Again, I don't know if a moth uh, prefers the dark, um, like the uh, the guy from Batman. I was born in the dark. What was his name? <laughs> oh, this is already going off in fucking tangents. And we're yawning. I do apologise. I do apologise, team. What a start to this episode. Um. So yes, I don't know if moths prefer the dark or do they prefer the light. I was born in the dark. You know, when they see when a moth sees a light, it's like, yeah, fucking hell, man, a light, Jesus, fuck. And it goes mad, you know, it's fucking flapping about and getting to the source. So is that is that happy? Is that a happy state or is it more like fucking anxiety, panic? Oh, my fucking light. I don't know. I don't care to understand moths. Uh, I just I just like it when they're, they're, they're at ease, they're resting on the wall. It's easily hitting my slipper. I don't wear slippers. You know, I, I don't imagine most... Uh, people nowadays wear slippers. Yeah, we'll all have them. Uh, we have slippers at home uh, simply to kill moths and spiders. That's it. You know, we got, we've not got an Argos catalogue anymore. That was my go-to. If a spider or a moth or anything like that would show itself uh, in my house, get the Argos catalogue and fuck it over the head. Fuck it till it's dead with an Argos catalogue. <laughs> There's an inspirational t-shirt. Uh, fuck it till it's dead with an Argos cattle. So we, we've all we all got a slipper, you know, flat base, uh, rubber sole, something you can get a good whack on it. Now, if you're a, a you know, if you're a, a gypsy or or a, or a scumbag, you may just use your hand. I was in a strip club once many years ago in Paisley with a group of friends, and uh, there was a moth in the wall. And I couldn't take my eyes off it, and the uh, scantily clad lady from behind the bar came over to take a drinks order. And she squashed the moth with her hand and then rubbed it on her bare thigh. And I thought, in the name of God, give me a fear. True story. True story. Uh, so yes, moths. Dead. Why are we talking about moths? We, 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 I was going to start this episode by talking about Emma Randang, Randunkanu. Ran, Randunkanu. Emma. Tennis tennis champion. So in the notes. You know? Uh, the notes today. Let, let, me just, let me just tell you the notes. First of all, to see just how much of the uh, intended content we actually get in, because uh, listen, I've got no idea where this is going to go, you know, as most of you listening now uh, will realise. 
could we could we could go anywhere. So Emma Randucanu, tennis pawn. Did somebody say cat? Nine eleven and Ronaldo. That's today's topics. That's today's topics. Will we cover all four? Who knows? Unlikely. Unlikely. We shall see. I I have a I've had an upset stomach for two days. And I don't think it's anything that I've eaten. But let me say, good God, I am afraid to be more than a few feet from a bathroom. Uh, not not rendering me ill, you know. I'm not in bed in the fetal position. But my God, there is uh, there is some sewage coming from the back pipe. Let me just say that. I farted this morning uh, so so deep, so powerful. Uh, I think I awoken my ancestors. It was a, a, a bassy rumble. You know, and I don't know if that's a warning shot that's been sent by my colon. Fire off the death gun. Are you sure, Captain? Yes. And like the wee guys, I imagine in my body, it's like batteries not included, right? I know science would prove that's wrong. I know there's probably a lot of white blood cells, blue blood cells, cut of cells uh, buzzing about in there, controlled by a central nervous system and your brain. But in my head, it's a lot of tiny... Uh, flying saucers that are controlling me and, and small uh, alien-like life forms that work in a kind of mind system that is my body. Uh, fire off the death gun and I've done this. It was like a, if a whale was uh, having sex with a tugboat. That was the noise my uh, my fart made. Why are we talking about this, Gibble? I do not know. Stick to the notes! Stick to the damn notes. Right, Emma Raducanu. Not sure if I'm saying her name properly. Um, let me say a couple of things off the bat. Before I offer my in-depth opinion on this, let me just say two things. Did I watch the tennis? Absolutely not. Am I invested or care about this at all? 100% zero. Not a bit. Couldn't give a flying fuck. Right now... I'm I'm dialing back on my sport. I'm I'm dialing back on it, right? In the sense of I I think I'm now at the stage of my life where other than international rugby union and football, no other sports exist. Right? I know they do exist. I'm not ship it. I just don't have the time or the energy to invest in them at all, right? Let me just say a couple of them. Darts. It's no darts isn't a sport, right? Now I know some of you may be going, Gibble! My man, if I ever assumed that you'd be into a sport, it would be darts. And you'd be right. But I don't that for me, darts is a night out. It's not a sport. Right? I wouldn't I'm not gonna sit and watch it and invest my time in it. Same with snooker. Same with golf, not interested, no enough's happening, right? Now, if golf and snooker was some kind of t- a time sport, right? If they had like 30 seconds to hit a shot or one of the balls blew up, right? I'd watch, okay? If a, if a snooker player had some kind of dog collar, electric dog collar on, you know, and every time he missed a shot, he got an electric shock and he shot himself. Of course I would watch. I'd be watching it right now rather than recording this, but it doesn't. 
You know, it's people in dicky bows drinking still and sparkling water walking around a table, right? As as some a woman who looks like a dominatrix with a pair of white gloves on, uh, polishes balls every now and again. Still not enough to get me to watch. I, I honestly think that exploding balls and electric collar would improve snooker overnight. What else is there? Uh, well, the sports other. Uh, basketball, no sport. Baseball, no sport. Uh, most American sports, no, no sports. It's just designed to keep people in a stadium buying food and drink. It's no sport. Um, and then obviously we get to the tennis. Again, no interested. There was a time when Andy Murray and Richard Herman and bloody blah, even then, ah, no interested. You know, even then. We watched Wimbledon because there was nothing on. It filled the gap. But no one ever chooses to watch tennis. Be honest with yourself. And you might be sitting there going, no, Gibble, you're wrong. I absolutely bloody love the tennis. So I do. Um, you know, flushing meadows and... And uh, and uh, and Wimbledon, it's flushing, it's flushing meadows, even a thing, you know, on the clay and the grass and the and the clay and, and the uh, and the red ash, oh, and the slide and the and the um, you know, and the and the indoor and the outdoor and the off and the backhand and the spin and the overhead slap shot and the volley. I fucking love tennis, new balls, please love it. You don't, right? You don't shit. Okay, it's boring. And then even when you're watching it and they're heavy on the grunt machine, eh, you're like, this is mental, man. You're the noise you're making. And then after fucking 30 seconds of that, you're going, this is too much. I don't, I'm not, I, listen, I, I understand people enjoy it, but it's just, it's just not for me. You know, something that's lasting four hours, it's, it's, I mean, what is that? What is that? And don't get me starting the cricket. I mean, they cannot fucking get in the seat. Anyway, Emma... Raducanu, uh, British uh, tennis player. Uh, let's just see what it is. She's English, right? English tennis player. Well, we, we don't want her. I'm no British anyway. English tennis player uh, has won. And she's won the US Open, I believe, right? Now, the reason why I'm talking about it is because it is now coming out that she's going to potentially be given a CVE by the Queen. And this is really what I wanted to get to. My, 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 my rant today, my topic, my subject is... Does the Queen's honours list mean anything anymore? Because I think the problem they had was as soon as they started giving it to Olympians, they were fucked. They were fucked. If you were given an honour by the Queen for gallantry, yeah, you're out in the deepest, darkest desert of Afghanistan. The fucking Taliban, ISIS K, ISIS C, ISIS Bobisis is fucking raining down upon you. And you're like, yippee ki yay, queen and country, rock flag and eagle, yeah, bastard. Grenade in the mouth, fucking knife in the teeth, AK 47 clenched between the bum cheeks to cover your back end, storming through a school, rescuing Waynes, rescuing fucking every bastard, getting 10 cats and dugs onto a plane, flying them home under a lot of controversy because people think they could have. Squeeze more Afghans into the hole. Anyway, you've done all that. You've survived. You get yourself a fucking CBE. You're standing in the queue, you know? And somebody's like to you, 
what did you do? And you go, I fucking put a knife in my teeth, an AK-47 up my ass cheeks to cover my back. I was running out. I rescued 10 cats and dogs. I put them in the hall. Bit of controversy. People thought I should have got more Afghan refugees in there. Saved a school. 1,400 kids. Uh, saved women. Saved men. Saved the war. Fucking goat here. CBE Alpha Queen. What about you? Ah, oh, hatch. It's ball dead, hard dead fast. Would I know better about you going, you fucking... Now, listen. What the lass has achieved... Incredible, and I'm not. I'm not saying her, right? I'm not saying her, because she's 18. She's a young woman, right? Give it to her. I'm saying people in the past. You know, people who have ran fast, jumped high, swam a great distance. Unless you are swimming the channel on fire, towing a boat that contains refugees who came from a war-torn country, who are you getting the fucking honours for? They were talking about. Gareth Southgate, if Gareth Southgate wins the uh, the European Cup, the Euros, the the Euro for England, uh, you know he'll get a knighthood. Why? Why? I'm not. I don't. I don't get that we're at the point now where every fucker seems to be given an honour by the Queen. Now, is it? Is it? Is it because the Queen is? You know, she's not be here that long, you know, and she's like fucking get as many honours in as you can. I don't know. I'm just saying, in the old days, I imagine there may have been more, uh, maybe more of a criteria for an honour. My my grandfather was uh, got an MBE off the Queen, off Lizzie. Uh, Forty years service to the army, regimental sergeant major, warrant officer, class one, William Hugh Gibson. It's the only bit I remember. I was like seven. I was in the palace. Shouldn't have been there. I was too young. I was too young. My brother fell asleep. Slept through the whole thing. Went on for hours. You know? You've got to sit there for hours. Waiting for them to come up. And you kind of leave. And you've got to wait at the end. We're there for fucking hours. Went to the London. Beautiful wee three-piece suits. Grey suits. We're looking cracking. Went to the palace in a Daimler. My, my grandpa's company at the time put, put us up in a London pad. Had a minibar. First time I ever saw a minibar. I thought, my God, how the other half live. We got in a Daimler, beautiful old car. Me, my gran, my brother, my grandfather. Went into the palace, drove through the gates, seven doing the mall. Um, stopped the car, sniffed our dugs in, underneath with the fucking, the torch and the lamp. And then you drive into Buckingham Palace, and we're in the courtyard. We came out, uh, I remember my grandfather, we had to hand over, uh, you know, documentation. My grandfather... Went in one entrance, uh, and I remember watching him going up this huge staircase. We were at the bottom of a foyer, and there was a grand staircase going up either side into a, into a door at the top, and I remember watching him going up there and through the door. And he told me after that as he went through, you you then told another man who was like a, a, a guard, I imagine he's got a fancy title, if, you, if it was a knighthood or if it was an honour you were receiving. And he was getting an MBE, an honour. So he went through a separate door and a holding pen. And then uh, you, you wait, you know? And we had to walk up this huge walkway, a gradual staircase going up into this mat. I remember going up the stairs and I would say every five feet there was a, what do you call him, a soldier? Uh, a guardsman. There was a guy standing either side of the hallway. So, 
the length of this hallway you're walking, right? Gradual incline. There's maybe, without one word of lie, 40 men, 20 each side, standing the full length of this walkway. Every single one of them in military dress with almost like a fucking, uh, what are they called? Knights fucking armour. What are they called? What are they called? Armour? Is it called armour? Massive big silver breastplate and the fucking, uh, the good helmet on, right? With a sword right against the chin, pressed against the nose. They almost look like statues to the point where my brother went to touch one and the guy winked and he shot himself, right? But un- unbelievable, right? Now, again, what I'm looking for, the highest honour in the land, I want pomp and pageantry. We enter this uh, huge, uh, I imagine, ballroom, hall, banqueting room, whatever it is, massive room. Walk in, we have to hand over documents. For where we're sitting up to our left, the on your left-hand side, flat wall, above the wall, maybe 12 feet in the air, full orchestra, up to the left-hand side. As you turn to the right, um, a lot of people sitting on the floor and two banks up either side. And we were sitting on the right-hand side. And remember, great seats, great seats. We were looking down um, the... So directly across where I'm sitting is the entranceway where the people who are receiving the honour are coming through. So we were watching them walk towards us. They turn, 90 degree turn, click heels together, no place like home. And then you approach Liz and you're like, all right, Lizzie. So we had to sit through everybody. If I remember right, the uh, I think the knights and the, the dames go first. Uh, and then it works its way down. But he got an MBE, member of the British Empire. 40 years uh, service uh, to the army. Um, he was very... I think he left, from what I can understand, what I remember, he did um, national service. <clears throat> and while he was doing national service, I think he impressed... Uh, either with what he was tasked with or he impressed the the officers who were looking after him. Stayed on and he was then placed in charge of, from what I understand, the ambulance service within his, I don't know what you call it, I mean, no platoon because he was in charge of more, whether it be a base or whether it be whatever strain the army was in, but he was in charge of I believe the ambulances and at the time he was the youngest person to ever hold that position and then his, his kind of I think his relationship with the, with the military kind of went from there he came back into civilian life was an engineer walked his way up um, and held a very high position at the time was a regional manager for Scotland for a branch of Norwich Union um, so it was a very good job my grandpa had but always connected to the military and, in particular, the the TA, the Territorial Army. I think his biggest regret, and it's an odd thing to regret, is that he never, he never, he never went to war, never saw action. You know what I mean? Never saw action. And he was. I remember him being gutted. I remember when the Gulf War was on. I was very young at the time. But I remember, like, or being told later on there was two because I think it was the Gulf and I think it was the Falklands. That he never got to go, and I think he was generally gutted. He at that time he had held a position where he was responsible for uh, training recruits and other aspects of training, and 
almost in, in a sense you're a victim of your own success in that he was so good at what he was doing that they were unable to take him away from the training aspect of the military in order for him to go to the front line or to see some kind of action, know what I mean? But the the service they did connected to the to the military, big part part in the TA, forty odd years, and um, his military tower, and that was the first time I'd heard it in, in full, and I, I'll never forget that he was standing there. My grandpa was a a big man, he, even up to till he died, he was a big man, six foot four, huge frame, very very big man, looked like an old soldier, and um, he read it out. He was an RSM. Regimental Sergeant Major, Warrant Officer, Class 1, William Hugh Gibson. And it was like 40 years service, Royal Engineer Mechanical Officer, some blah, blah, blah. And he came came down and going, I was like, no way, man, that's my grandpa, no way, man, hey, grandpa. <laughs> but when I think about that, and I think about some of the, 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 the people who are getting honours now, I, I do think it is a little... Sometimes when the honour list comes out, you must have done it, and you see some celebrities on you, and you think, what the actual fuck are they getting it for? Is this, is this just the the times we live in? You know, the actual everybody gets a game now. You know, everybody's got to be rewarded for something. I was looking at the honours list, the different honours there are. Um, we start off with uh, Companion of Honour. This award for having a major contribution to the arts, science, this is me, medicine, or government lasting over a long period of time. Night or a dame, we know that, award for having a major contribution in any activity, usually at national level. Other people working in the nominees area will see their contributions as inspirational and significant, requiring commitment over a long period of time. Now, that's key there, over a long period of time. So how the fuck can you get a knighthood for being an Olympian? Or a knighthood for being an England football manager. I mean, what are we classing as a long period of time here? CBE, Commander of the Order of the British Empire. OBE, Officer of the Order of the British Empire. MBE, Member of the Order of the British Empire. And a BEM, British Empire Medal. RVO, the Royal Victoria Order. And then further orders underneath that. You have Order of the Bath. Order of St Michael and St George. Order of the British Empire. Companion of Honour and the Royal Victoria Order. So there you go. Everything seems to go down and down and down. MBE, Award for an Outstanding Achievement or Service to the Community. This will have a long-term significant impact and stand out as an example to others. I don't know, man. I don't know. It is amazing what the wee lassie's done. 18 years of age, man. Think what you were doing at 18, you know? We used to go to David Lloyd in Renfrew when I was young. Had a membership for a while. We used to get chucked off of tennis courts all the time. I mean, we we could have been, I could have been Emma Randon Cannon, you know? Me and my pals could have been the greatest tennis players on the planet, but we weren't getting a chance because we're working class scumbags. We used to get flung off. We used to book the tennis courts, you know? And the guy would be like, oh, right, okay. And it got to the point where they would put us in like a separate hall because we used to just fuck about. But then we're young boys, man. We turn on the grunt machine, like, ah, hitting, te- hitting tennis balls, <laughs> playing fucking tennis football on the tennis court, and people were like we're actually trying to have a real tennis game. He'd be like, shut your mouth, Karen, and play your game. Eighteen, you know, but amazing. 
Uh, it says here, Tennis Star 18 is believed to be a certain to receive an MBE after her stunning US Open triumph. A source told The Telegraph, Hallow, officials are likely to debate, debate making a rare teenage recipient of an OBE. But the Daily Mail, Daily Mail and Telegraph, my God, man, proper Tory papers. Daily Mail claims the teenager could even be given a CBE, the highest ranking order of the British Empire, excluding a knighthood or a damehood. Randu Kanu would be one of the one of the youngest CBE recipients ever, with the honour reflecting her historic achievement at a young age. And um, if I'm if I'm not wrong, I think it's something like forty four years, is it, since someone had uh, had won a one of the uh, one of the Opens or uh, a British female tennis player. I could be wrong, and again, I, I could be wrong because I don't know enough about tennis because I don't actually care. But what the lassie's done is fantastic. I didn't watch it. Um, I was listening to some things after it, and I just hope that I hope the pressure's not too much. For there's been a lot recently, and especially in, in women's tennis, about the impacts on mental health, the impact of you know how their lives are exposed, how the journalists interact with them. And there's been one or two quite high-profile players have have pulled out of tournaments because it's impacted their mental health. I would hope that this young lassie is given. The respect that she clearly deserves by the British media, but as I'm saying these words, I'm going, there's fucking no chance. There's going to be pictures of her steaming, there's going to be stories about fucking boyfriends or girlfriends and everything else. I imagine it's going to be carnage. I hope whoever is responsible for it or looks after her, I hope we do just that. I hope we look after her. You know? Keep it off fucking social media. Because the worrying thing of, be, I imagine, of achieving success at that age you know, would be that either you maintain that and you continue winning or you continue remaining at the very top of the sport for the duration of your career, which is highly unlikely. Or you, you know, do it for a short period of time, get success, get the money and then fuck off and disappear. So I just hope that, I suppose I hope that the lassie's alright. That's what I hope, you know. Every, every news outlet, every, even when I was listening to Talksport the other day, they're, they're going mad for her. You know, whereas nobody's giving a toss about the last of And listen, what she's achieved, incredible. I just hope that she is well looked after. That's all. Because it would be horrible to see someone at such a young age achieve what, what she's achieved and then start to be picked apart. But that's the fucking British. It's the bloody British press for you, man, isn't it? Um... It says here, the teen who recently finished her A-levels has no idea she soared 322 places in the rankings. I believe she's now up to number 23. Um, over the course of nine months until she was told yesterday. In an interview with Amazon Prime Video, what? she laughed and said, wow, I didn't know that. That's insane. Rumours of a New Year's Honours come after the athlete got a message from the Queen congratulating her on her win. The Monarch's letter read, It is a remarkable achievement at such a young age and is a testament to your hard work and dedication. I have no doubt your outstanding performance and that of your opponent, Leila Fernandez, will inspire the next generation of tennis players. I send my warmest good wishes to you and your supporters. Um, Good old Lizzie, man, eh? She's like, Here, did that last you win the tennis? Uh, she did, man. She did. Get us a fucking bit of paper, man. I'm going to write her a letter. Would you like us to... Uh, Dictate and write it for you. No, fucking get his young typewriter in, you mad bastard. Here, hold that fag, right? What's her name? Emma Rendankanu. Rendankanu. Uh, okay, so listen, I have no doubt your outstanding performance 
Uh, and that year opponent, who was she playing? Layla Fernand- Lele Fernandez will inspire the next generation of tennis players. Uh, I said my warmest wishes to you and your supporters. All the best. Fuck the Pope, uh, Lizzie. Right, get that said. Should we remove fuck the Pope, ma'am? Ah, all right, take that about it. <laughs> well done, fair play to Fair play to And, er... Uh, Aye, I hope, I just hope she's alright. I hope she's alright, I hope she is. What did she get? 2.3 million? 2.5 million dollars? No bad, eh? 18? How'd you get 2.5 million dollars at 18 year old? Oh, God, you'd be dead in a fortnight. If somebody gave me 2.5 million dollars at 18, I'd have every fucking computer console on the planet and I'd be dead. I'd be found dead for a steak. <laughs> steak and ketamine. Anyway, well done, Emma. Congratulations. And, uh, hey, if you get a CBE, good luck to you. You know? But uh, I think maybe the honours list is something that needs to be... I think it just needs to be looked at. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. When you get all these actors and different things getting it just because they're old, I'd, I'd be sitting through their back catalogue. You know? I'd be looking at their Rotten Tomato score. That's what I'd be looking at. And I'd be saying, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. I wonder if, I wonder if the Queen. I was going to say that I wonder if the Queen just gives people honours to meet them, but I'm sure if the Queen wanted to meet anybody, she could meet them. You know. I don't imagine anybody's not back in the audience with the Queen. I imagine if the Queen was like, "Yeah, listen, uh, fucking Viva Ronaldo, for Ronaldo, get him down to the palace. I want to meet this guy. Anybody." You know, if you get a letter through the door going, Her Majesty, uh, Elizabeth Windsor, um, you know, wants to see, hey, wants to see you come in for a cup of tea and a, and a biscuit, you'd be like, all right, Lizzie, what's the Queen's actual uh, full title? Come on, Google, warm up. God almighty. I mean, I know this computer's dying on me, but I mean, you can at least still open up a Google page, you lazy bastard. Uh, what is the Queen's... Official title. Here we go. What is the Queen's official uh, title? Queen's official title has changed over the years from Her Royal Highness Princess Elizabeth of York. Uh, I mean, you don't want you don't want getting York in there. Your grand old Duke of York. Now that he's in the bad books, to Her Royal Highness the Princess Elizabeth. Then Her Royal Highness the Princess Elizabeth, Duchess of Edinburgh. Currently, her title is Her Majesty the Queen. Yes, yes, Lizzie. Simple as that. <laughs> what should I call you, Your Royal Highness, uh, the Duchess of York? Just, just call me uh, Her Majesty the Queen, wee man. I'll be all right with that, you know what I mean? The Queen's official... Why would why we talk about the Queen here, Gibble? I don't know. Queen's official name, Elizabeth II. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. Officially Elizabeth II, by the grace of... By the grace of God! Oh my God, this is, what a title this is. Listen, see, this is this shows you how relaxed the Queen is. Because see, if I was a Queen, this is what I would be getting people to call me. So this is the Queen's official name, right? Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories. Queen, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. That's it, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. 
It's a good, it's a good title for a band. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. <laughs> Make sure you recycle. We are Defender of the Faith. Good night. There you go. Anyway, right, if she gets a CBE, good luck to her. You know? And uh, if, if you're one of the people up there getting an honour, just make sure you've done something worthy of getting an honour. That's, that's maybe all I'm saying. Viva Ronaldo! Viva Ronaldo! Viva Ronaldo! Ronaldo's back. Uh, very rarely do we talk about uh, football in this podcast because I know that some people don't like it and those people live a very sad, unfulfilled life because football is... Football is life. You know? As the boy from Ted Lasso says, I love this game. As Patrice Evra says. Football's amazing, man. I mean, yes, some games are boring. Yes, I'll grant you that. But in the whole, over the course of life... Football is fucking fantastic. I am a huge Manchester United fan. I have been since I was a very little boy. Got into it by my grandfather. Uh, he was a huge Alex Ferguson fan and uh, had followed United. And I United was my team. Uh, obviously, been a boy from Glasgow. Uh, Rangers was my team as well. You can either unfollow or subscribe now, depending on how that news impacts you. But Man United has been my team and as I have grown into an adult I would say that I think I've not really I haven't really bothered that much about Scottish football for a number of years now and uh, you know some people say that's wrong but uh, I don't care because I love United and uh, I love them through the glory years and I love them now when we're I was going to say we're shit we're we're no shit we're just uh, frustratingly average but Ronaldo's back and uh, I am excited, ecstatic, happy, overjoyed. Scored a double on his uh, on his return. He's just something else, man. It, I, I'm as I'm watching him, I'm realizing that I have, in my opinion, right. And again, I imagine most people who are older feel that about their generation. But I think I have lived through the golden age of football. And I think that was the late 90s, early noughties. When Eric Cantona was in the Nike adverts, putting the collar up, and Rab Carlos and the original uh, Fat Ronaldo was doing keepy-uppies through uh, an airport terminal for the Brazil advert. That was, that was the height. I think that was the peak of football. I think that was as good as it got. Because that was at the time as well when there was so much talent across the globe. So many different teams had incredible talented players and the the kind of the wealth, the unbelievable, disgusting wages hadn't yet come into the game. And I think that's the thing that's kind of changed it now. I think I think there's a there's a group of players, a generation of players currently in football who will never win anything, never achieve anything, but could easily be on two hundred grand a week contracts, which is staggering for anyone to comprehend. I mean, can you 
Imagine being in a job where you are making a million pounds a month. It is mind-blowing. So, I, I mean, I am of the argument that winning things nowadays in football doesn't have the same... You know, it doesn't have the same draw for players or the same, it's not it's not the it's not the number one factory anymore. Whereas I think when I was growing up watching football and I would say in the late nineties, I think that winning was everything. You know? Whereas nowadays a lot of these young guys are just multi millionaires. What what drives you? And a lot of them will not have the drive of, you know, I want to be the best and I want to win. So, Ronaldo's back, and uh, there's always a debate about Ronaldo and Messi. For me, Ronaldo's, in my opinion, the greatest football um, that's ever existed. Um, I think they are two contrasting styles. I think you are either a Messi fan or a Ronaldo fan. I think it says a lot about you as a person, if I'm totally honest with you. Uh, but I think Ronaldo's number one. He is the GOAT. And then possibly followed by Messi, where maybe a few other players flung in there. I am... Gutted that Messi went to Paris Saint-Germain. Gutted. But I think that that sums him up. I think he could have had the option to come to England. He could have had the option to to come and play in the Premiership, test himself. But I think it's easier and it's easier to support Messi, the brand, to go to Paris, play a couple of games, try and win the Champions League, rather than put himself in the cauldron that is the Premiership. So the fact Ronaldo's back, 36 years of age, man, he is a specimen of a boy. You've, not, you've never seen fitness like it. Never seen fitness like it. I don't know if he's got the HGH, I don't know if he's uh, injecting horse tranquilizers into his bell end. I don't know if he's got the old, uh, you know, the fucking bat blood, tiger blood, uh, the hormones in his bum cheeks. I don't know. But he is unbelievable. Fitness in a man. So I am delighted to have him back. Um, even even when you look at these numbers that kick about football and the and the vast salary that people are paid, I mean the merchandise alone that's been shifted, the number of shirt sales since he's resigned, it's fucking staggering, man, staggering. You know the, these these numbers that get passed around that are spent on weekly wages, you know, tens of millions. They are nothing compared to what is taken through the gate in receipt money and merchandise. It is fucking madness. Football in England, the Premiership in particular, it is a monster. Interestingly as well, I've listened to a few things when it talks about the uh, the the split of the money that comes from like Sky Sports and the other companies that, that buy these packages. So you get BT and you have Amazon as well. And interestingly, someone was on and they were talking about this uh, incredible deal that the Premier League did with Sky, right? Um, when I'll just see if we can get an actual fee for it. TV deal. See, this is going to come up with Sky... Premier League, right, here we go. Premier League extends 13th of May 2021. Right, that's probably the best one. 
Uh, Premier League extends 5.1 billion TV broadcast right deal to 2025. The Premier League has announced a three-year renewal of its deal with broadcasters at the same overall value as the current arrangement. Live and non-live broadcast rights have again been awarded to Sky Sports, BT, Amazon and BBC without all the parties having to go through an extended tender process. Under the current arrangement, Sky, the owner of Sky News and BT, agreed in 2018 to pay $4.5 billion to screen live matches from 2019-20 to 21-22 and a further tranche of games was sold to Amazon Prime for an undisclosed sum. New Deal extends the arrangements covering the season 22-23 to 24-25 with a total value thought to be in the region of $5.1 billion. I mean, $5.1 billion is insane. The Premier League also agreed to provide $1.2 billion to the wider football pyramid over three years, plus an extra $100 million spread over four years to extend supporters for the football community, blah, 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 COVID-19, right? Who gives a fuck? $5.1 billion, right? So it was talking about um, how the the money that's in football, right, these deals, this $5 billion deal, isn't exactly, but I mean, when you hear that, you think that is an alarming amount of money, right? But it's not compared to things like, for example, movies. It's not really that much money compared to films, right? Um, I can't. I don't know why. I, uh, how much has Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious. Because Fast and Furious is the one. Here we go. I watched Fast and Furious. I can't talk and type at the same time. It's a, it's a problem that I've got. Um, Fast and Furious, at the box office, right, has made $360.4 million US dollars. Right? Fast and Furious 5, $626.1 million US dollars. Fast and Furious 6, $788.7 million US dollars. So, with with three films, they have made over what one and a half billion dollars from movies. This this was this was the point. Maybe that's the wrong. Maybe that's the wrong film to take. Like, what about The Rock? Um, how much money has The Rock films? Why can I not talk in type? Has The Rock's films? We may have to edit this out because this is terrible. Made at the box office. <coughs> Much they made at the box office. Um, his films have grossed over $3.5 in North America and over $10.5 worldwide. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson's movies have made more money than the fucking deal for the Premiership. So this is the point. I maybe got there a bit backwards, but this is the point they're trying to make. They're talking about the deal that is made in football and how the money that is generated from things like movies or another thing we said was concert touring and how when you actually break that down, the deal of $5 billion or $5.1 billion, whatever it is, isn't actually that great a deal and that just shows you how much money is generated from football. That's why people can have these incredible teams and bring them in and pay them £500,000 a week because the money that generates from it is fucking astronomical. Now, where does that leave football in the future? I don't know. Is it going to be harder for us to watch games or is it going to be easier to watch games? I don't know. I am a little amazed at this moment in time 
that all of the Premiership teams, if not most of the big teams in Europe, don't have their own streaming service. I am a little bit amazed by that. I think if football teams were to have the infrastructure... Now, your argument would be that teams lower down the division wouldn't have that, but then at the same time, if you can have people having YouTube channels with 2, 5, 10, 20 million viewers on it, and they have the technology, the technology, the technology exists, all right, maybe not in Inverness, where they put up that camera and it fucking tracks the Baldy linesman, but there is technology existing now that people can take their product direct to the fans. I am a little bit amazed that in 2021, most of the big football clubs don't really do that. Whether the subscription may be a kind of Netflix, Amazon model, whether it's a fiver a month, whether it's a tenner a month, I think if they were to go any higher than that, they would probably stop unless there's something on top of it that's offered. I think if most of the big clubs were to bring out a subscription service, say the old firm, you know, they just say any football team, really. But in particular, the big clubs in England, around Europe, to bring in their own subscription service, and it was nine ninety nine a month or twelve ninety nine a month or whatever it may be, and for that you are given a broadcast of every single game, home and away, every single game. You would have literally millions of people subscribing to that, and the money that that would generate alone for each individual club. You're not having to go through a pyramid system. You're not having to distribute that amongst the league. That isn't based on where you finish. That's your own That's your own money to take. That would be an unbelievable war chest for clubs. That would also potentially be maybe the end of competition because then you would have the clubs with the biggest, um, the biggest fan base coining in that money. I mean, you, you must have started thinking of some of the, the South American teams. I mean, it's, it's, I don't, you know, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. I, I, I actually think that's where it's going to go. I really do. I think I think we'll have a couple more years of Sky, and then I think things are going to start to change. The whole kind of 3pm blackout where there's no games broadcast on a Saturday afternoon, I think that's going to have to change soon as well. But I do think that the idea that clubs themselves don't stream games live, I think that's going to be the next thing. But then I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a few things. I could be wrong about this. But I'm glad to have him back. Viva Ronaldo, man. I'm glad to have him back. Um, somebody asked me the other day how long do you think he's going to last for. They're, they're doing the whole thing, you know, people who don't like Man United and don't like Ronaldo. He's going to come for a year, he's not going to win and he's going to leave. I think he's going to finish his major career at, at United. I think he's going to be there for... I think he's going to be United till he's 40. I really do. I think he's going to be United till he's 40. He has said on a number of occasions that he wants to play with his son. Now, if any of have ever seen the videos of his boy playing football, his son is phenomenal at football, man. Absolutely unbelievable. So there is a high chance that it's a possibility. He played, he was at Madrid. When he was at Madrid, he then moved to Juventus. and He, was, he played with the Juventus youth team when he was at Juventus. I would imagine he's now at United youth team. And, you know, there's a chance that he could get there. I mean, how old... Let's just Google this as well. But a lot of Googling today, team. I apologise for this. How old is Ronaldo's son? He's 11. Oh, God. He's 11. 
Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. Oh no. That's maybe a bit young. Ronaldo's 36. Says you're going to need to wait seven. I don't think he's going to get to play. He's maybe not going to get to play with his boy at United, but that would be an incredible achievement if you could hang around at the top end of world football to play with your son. That that must be something. That must be something pretty special for 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 you know for any father if you were to do something like that with your with your son. So who knows? Maybe that'll be the thing. But I think it's going to be a, a huge success. I'm so fucking as a as a United fan, I am absolutely I'm over the moon to have him back. I really am. Uh, I've not been this excited for United for a long time. There's quite a few players in there who I would happily fucking drive to the airport to get rid of. But I'm glad he's back. And uh, see how it goes. So good luck, Ronnie. Uh, score plenty of goals because you've now gone into my fucking fantasy football team and I am dead last in that league and I really need some points so if you could please score hat-tricks every single game and take the penalties because I've also made you my captain thank you very much indeed right quickly running out of time on another episode uh, so let's just jump straight into this one quick uh, the Metro our fans at the Metro, free newspaper, free for a reason, because it's absolute fucking nonsense. Uh, Jen Mills, uh, a name who's becoming more known to us in the journalist world. Uh, headline is this, fake Just Eat Rider caught with drugs in delivery bag instead of food. Dirty bastard. I mean, maybe someday, maybe there's a young, uh, <laughs> maybe there's a, there's a business out there selling gear. He's probably thought to himself, I'm going to get a Just Eat jacket and a Just Eat bag and I'm going to go and deliver drugs and nobody's going to question me. And to be honest with him, that is a fucking great idea until you piss off a junkie. And then the wee brass monkeys grash you in because they can't be trusted. He kicks about in a fucking Just Eat bag officer, man. He's delivering gear. I don't imagine you would get uh, the jail for having hash or weed now. Although the pictures, what the fuck was that noise? Although the pictures here look as if it's weed that you're selling. Um, friend of mine, when he used to go and buy his weed, the guy had one of those heat machines, right, to seal like plastic bags. He used to sell your weed and then give you a packet of crisps. So he would open up the packet of crisps, put the weed inside it, and then seal the bag shut again and put them into your bag or put them in your pocket or whatever. So if you were ever to get stopped, it would just look like a packet of crisps. And I thought, I remember thinking, that is fucking genius, man. Genius! Uh, right, let's read this, see what's happening. A fake delivery driver was stopped by police who found packets of what appears to be cannabis. Why do they always say this? And use, what appears to be cannabis? It's cannabis. Just say it. It's cannabis. Alongside piles of banknotes. I mean, it looks like 200 quid. Hardly piles. The teenager let him go, man. Give this kind of fucking CBE. That's forward thinking, man. He's a businessman. You know, he's thought about this. He's trying to blend into the community. He's not standing in the corner getting out of a fucking black toot Range Rover or a, a, a lowered fucking Mercedes Benz. No. He's on a bike. He's environmentally friendly. He's in a just eat. He's promoting a business. You know, he's doing his bit for the community. He's, he's out there delivering. He's a key worker. This guy's a key worker. He's a key worker. <laughs> Fucking Paul is hassling him. The teenager who was pictured in an orange just-eat jacket with a bag, cube-shaped orange container, also just-eat bag, 
was arrested and taken to the police station. Metropolitan Police officers shared a photo of him handcuffed next to an officer in a high-vis jacket yesterday. Are we just describing what people are wearing now? High-end journalism. Saying he had been nicked overnight. They also shared a picture uh, showing they found at least nine small bags of what appears to be weed and £520 in cash. Uh, their MPS Specials account uh, tweeted... Tweeted? What? This fake takeaway driver rider was nicked overnight whilst riding through Shoreditch en route to drop off an order. Currently enjoying one of her fine en suites. Is this what's actually happening now? That the fucking polis, the scum, are taking pictures of people while they're, they're being arrested and then tweeting them out of their official Twitter account. I can't believe this. See if that is... I mean, obviously it's real. I'm looking at it in blank and white. That man should be released immediately. The, the polis. This isn't, this isn't some PR come. This is the actual fucking polis have tweeted. The fake takeaway delivery rider was nicked. I mean, how are we using just fucking rhyming slang now? We fucking nicked the bastard. Could you not just say he was arrested? Was nicked overnight whilst riding through Shoreditch. En route to drop off an order. Currently enjoying one of our fine en suites. Flinging in a wee joke there. In the name of fuck, man. Yeah, this poor bastard will probably get to jail. He'll probably get a criminal record. It'll stop him fucking enjoying his life, living his life to his fullest. What about the fucking posh London hipster twat that lives in Shoreditch that's ordered the weed? Will that happen today, fuckers? Probably not, because I imagine their daddy's a fucking Tory MP and he's got enough problems trying to bury all the fucking dead rent boys he's killed over his life and cover up the cracks of his affairs. But we'll no go down that road and I don't imagine the police will be sending out tweets either. Let's just tweet about the fucking young entrepreneur, because that's what he is. A young entrepreneur doing his bit to deliver to the fine fucking hipsters of Shoreditch high-end Colombian powder. I can't believe the police are tweeting shit like that. The reaction to the tweet on social media was mixed. I would hope so, with some praising the officers, fuck off, but one saying, whoa, a few bags of weed and the guy sells to pay his rent in the overpriced bullshit city. Correct, my man. I'm surprised you're not getting dragged on here for such a pathetic, pointless bust. Fucking yes, mate, whoever you are. Others questioned their spelling, good, uh, and still more took the opportunity to, say, to make a joke saying things along the lines of, did somebody say just weed? I mean, fuck off, mate. Police said special constable saw the 17-year-old 17, 17 riding a bicycle along Great Eastern Street towards Shoreditch High Street just after midnight yesterday. They asked him to stop, but he tried to make off and was immediately detained. They said adding the officers noting a strong smell of cannabis around him. Fucking. I mean, listen, if I was a fucking just eat delivery driver in London there's a strong smell of cannabis around me as well it was searched as well as the bags of cannabis and money police found a mobile phone containing information to suggest his involvement in drug dealing he was arrested for possession and intent to supply class B drugs failing to stop for the police Chief Inspector uh, Officer Fucknugget uh, said this was an excellent piece of police work was it really? was it really? because to me it sounds as if somebody cycled past and they said stop he never stopped and they got lucky it's an excellent piece of policing. Uh, volunteer officers, special const- constabulary, stopping the boy, suspicions with arouse, seizing drugs, blah, 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 solid work. 
makes a real impact in keeping the community safe, fuck off. If, if that's the issue, what about the people who are ordering drugs in the community? Should, no, should they not be removed if you're looking to keep people safe? This fucking stuff annoys me, man. Quires have confirmed that the boy arrested does not work for a food delivery service. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Gav, you're not going to believe this. He doesn't actually work for fucking Just Eat. Yeah, the plot thickens. Following his arrest, the boy was taken into custody and subsequently released under investigation while further inquiries are carried out. Fuck off, man. Spokesperson for Just Eat confirmed that the company's Just Eat branded delivery bags and jackets are widely available. I think this boy... I'm telling you, get this boy on the honours list. He's done his bit. You know? He's, he's sat, he's thought about it, he went, Who, who's in the streets all the time? Just eat drivers, I've got to get a jacket. He's invested in his business. I've got to get a jacket, a bag, a bike. You know, he's got a helmet on, he's got lights. Better than most cyclists on the road. And he's gone out delivering weed. Environmentally friendly, helping people with their sciatic nerve problems. This man's a hero. And instead, the bastards come and arrest him and they're fucking tweeting about their own sweet uh, prison cells. Well, I hope the boy gets a good lawyer, I hope he gets off with it. Anyway, unbelievable, man. Imagine tweeting. Imagine being a post. Imagine that was your job. Did you arrest anybody today? No, I've sent out the tweet about a young guy who who, who was stopped because he was a Just Eat driver, but he was actually delivering Class B drugs. No way, man. Is that like heroin and cocaine? No, it was wee tiny bags of weed. But, you know, the, the country's now safe because of us. Fucking bastards. Anyway, uh, music's on. That means it's uh, it's time it's time to end another episode. Unbelievable! Thanks for listening. Um, what will you do? Buy tickets to the show. Go on the website, pigscottgibson.com. Get in the Patreon. Become a rascal. Support the show. Enjoy the extra content that goes out to Patreons only. Patreon.com forward slash pigscottgibson. And uh, that's it. Look after yourself, man. Watch it if you're ordering food on a takeaway service. It could be an undercover cop. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And you're also seeing the battlefield soon. Onwards. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.